0: Have you ever felt like no matter what you're trying in your business, no matter how many times you post on social media or send email newsletters out, you're just not seeing the clients and the cash flow that you had hoped for? What's going wrong here? Well, in today's episode, we're going to dive into the top three reasons you're not getting clients into your business. Are you ready to grow from solopreneur to CEO? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, and I've spent the last decade helping women entrepreneurs start and scale service-based businesses. If you're serious about building a sustainable business, it's time to put the strategy, systems, and support in place to make it happen. Join me each week for candid conversations about stepping into your role as CEO, the hard lessons learned along the way, and practical, profitable strategies to grow a sustainable business without the hustle and burnout. Hey CEOs, welcome back to the second part of the Get More Client series here on the Promote Yourself to CEO show. In this series, I'm sharing my best tips to help you fill your one-on-one client docket. And if you're just tuning in, then you may have missed the first episode in the series. And I recommend going back and listening to that one, why working one-on-one is the fastest path to cash. I really broke through there why I think we all should focus on -on one-on-one clients, especially in the early days in our business, and why it can be the simplest, easiest, least stressful way to get some cash flow coming into your business. Well, today we're going to do some troubleshooting to ensure that you're not making any of these big mistakes as you are focused on getting clients solopreneurs often find themselves in this position where we're doing everything that we can think of to grow our business. We're checking all the marketing items off the list, but it's just not delivering results. It's not bringing in the clients that we need. So when I get an email from somebody that sounds like this, Hey, Rach, I started my life coaching business a year ago, and I feel like no matter what I try, I'm just not getting enough clients. It's really, really frustrating. I'm blogging, I'm sending emails to my subscribers, and I'm posting on social media, but nothing changes. At this point, I'm not sure what else to do or where the gap is. I don't want to scare off my list with email after email pitching them to hire me, but revenue is inconsistent, and I'm struggling to keep my client docket full. Help! Help! When I hear things like that, I know that 99% of the time, there is likely a missing piece of the profit puzzle. There's a disconnect between you and your potential clients that's preventing them from taking that next step towards working with you. So here are the three biggest reasons you're not getting enough clients. The first one, no one knows who you are. Okay, this first one is the simplest to diagnose, and it's probably one that you have worried about every day since you started your business. Not enough people know that your business even exists. So first, we have to acknowledge that the belief, if you build it, they will come, that is a myth. Simply putting up a website or starting a social media account does not mean that people will come to the website, that they will actually find you. So consider this. There are over 150,000 new websites launching every single day. It's probably even more by now. It takes a lot of work to break through all that noise. So when I hear from entrepreneurs like the one above, it's clear that they're doing their best to promote their business. They mention blogging, newsletters, posting on social media. But here's the catch, here's the problem. These are all nurture marketing activities. The only people who see Those messages who see that content are people who already know who you are. Now you might get a pretty good start with just the people who you already know. And I've seen lots of people launch their business quickly and get a few clients from their existing network. But at some point you'll work through all the prospects in your existing network and you need to reach new potential clients to keep this business moving forward. So if you want to attract new people to your website and to your business, you've got to add a new layer on your marketing strategy. It's time to spend some time on higher impact activities that get you in front of new audiences. Attract marketing activities could include being interviewed on podcasts or on TV or in the media, contributing to blogs, newspapers, or magazines, public speaking, doing paid advertising, co-hosting events or workshops or seminars. These types of activities have one key thing in common. They get you in front of new audiences, which you can leverage to build your own audience. So if you've been struggling to get more clients and your audience isn't growing or worse, it's been declining, like people have been unsubscribing or unfollowing, then it's time to get out from behind your computer, from behind your website, and to start meeting new people, start getting in front of new people. So I want you to think about what attract marketing strategies are you gonna commit to every single month so that you can continue to grow your audience? Okay, the second reason you might not be getting clients, they don't understand what you can do for them. So have you ever shopped for an appliance like a blender? Well, if you walk into a store and you see an Oster blender for like $39 and then you see a magic bullet for 99 and then you see the big daddy, the Vitamix, and it's like $699. If you're unsure of why there is such a big range in prices for something that in your mind it all does the same thing, you start reading the features, Of the blenders. You start looking at like, okay, why is this one $39 and this one $699? So as you're scrolling through that bulleted list of features, you see that the biggest difference is the power of the motor. But here's the thing, unless you know what that bigger, better motor actually is going to do for you, then you'll likely default into price shopping and you'll go with the least expensive option. That's why a company like Vitamix spends a lot of time educating people on what that bigger, better motor can do for you. And they do this not only online. I know that when I walk into my local Costco, they're giving demonstrations all the time showing how powerful their blender is. So if you're wanting to make green smoothies a big part of your daily plan, A Vitamix motor is going to blend the green so smoothly that there's no leafy chunks. And anything you want to add to your smoothie from frozen fruit to kale, a Vitamix can blend it up effortlessly. And then you learn that this is the same blender used in every smoothie shop in the country. And it has an amazing seven-year warranty suddenly you start to see the value in having this really expensive blender in your kitchen. And you start to imagine yourself having amazing green smoothies every morning. You'd be the best possible version of yourself. You'd be investing in your health and eating well. And that's the difference between leading with benefits and results instead of features. So once you realize this difference, You'll start to see this mistake everywhere, and usually it's from the same entrepreneurs who are frustrated when people say they are too expensive. I have experienced this firsthand when I was actively recovering from a back injury a few years ago. I'd wake up in the morning with this just excruciating neck pain. I couldn't even turn my head from side to side, it was terrible. And I knew that massage could not only help me alleviate the pain immediately, but it could help keep me pain-free. So I was walking into this massage therapist's office as the dreamiest of dream clients. I was just waiting for them to tell me that they had a special massage program for me that would help me stay out of pain. But instead, I was offered a package which provided a discounted rate when I prepaid for five or 10 sessions. And there was no education on the benefits of continuing massage, how often I should get a massage for pain management, or how it could speed up the healing. In fact, it almost seemed like they were just really uncomfortable and apologetic with the entire conversation. And the entire conversation was just about the features, how many sessions were in the package, and the encouragement to buy the bigger package to get a bigger discount. So at the same time, I booked an appointment with a chiropractor. From the moment I showed up at that chiropractic appointment, he was assessing what I was experiencing and making a plan to get and keep me out of pain. When we wrapped up our first appointment, he laid out a full treatment plan with three stages to get me out of pain, to start healing, and then transition into preventative care. Throughout the entire conversation, I was educated on the benefits of each part of this program, including why it was important to complete the entire program to experience the best and most lasting results. So I left that appointment committed to a $1,500 treatment plan with appointments booked out for the next month. So if you're tired of hearing that you're too expensive, I want you to think about this. How can you stop focusing on features and start talking about the benefits, about the results, about what they're really going to get? If the primary messaging describing your offering is just focused on the features like the number of sessions, the number of training videos, all the extra add-ons, then you're likely missing a huge opportunity here to showcase the value of what you actually do for people. And when they don't understand the real value, the true value, the benefits, and the results that you provide... It's very easy for the consumer, the person across the table or on the Zoom call with you to default to thinking, this is too expensive and then make decisions based on price or discounts alone. So when you read the descriptions of your products, programs, or services, are you highlighting clearly the benefits and the results over the features? Okay, the final reason you might not be getting enough clients You lack a clear marketing strategy that is aligned with the customer journey. So what is a customer journey? This is the process we need to take people through to move them from simply being aware that we exist to building trust, building the relationship, to inviting people to work with us. This is based on consumer psychology of buyer readiness. And this is something that we all go through anytime we're making a buying decision. We go from being completely unaware of the options, but we're aware that there's a problem to starting to seek out solutions for that problem. And once we find those potential solutions, we've got to narrow down to which solution is the right fit for us. And this is what all of our clients are going through, our potential clients are going through, as they're looking for someone like us to help them. So we want to make sure that this aligns with our marketing strategy. We want to make sure that each part of our marketing strategy is meeting people exactly where they are and moving them along the process so that they go from completely unaware of the options to them to, hey, you have the best option and I want to work with you. So the core stages of this marketing strategy that is aligned with a customer journey, you may have heard from me before, because I talk about this all the time. It is a huge part of how we teach marketing strategy. It's part of our CEO planner and our retreats and inside of the collective. Everything we do is built on this framework. So the first part is attract. This is the marketing activities that we talked about, the first mistake people make <laughs> that help bring awareness to you, your brand, and your message to brand new audiences. At this stage, people may or may not be aware of the problem they have. They might even only be aware of the symptom of the problem they're experiencing. So we need to meet them exactly where they are at the stage. The second part is engage. This is a stage where those new audiences essentially have raised their hand and they're letting you know they're interested in learning more. This permission is given when they visit your website and they join your email list or they follow a social media channel. This is them saying, hey, I wanna keep hearing about you because I think you might have a solution to my problem. The third part of the process is nurture. And this is where the vast majority of the relationship building is done. This is the stage where we are here to educate, to be helpful, to guide people through the process of figuring out, can this person, this business owner, help me solve the problem that I have? Can they help me solve this problem or get to this result that I want? This all should be warming your audience, your potential clients up for the next stage. Invite. You actually have to invite people to work with you if you're going to get clients. Now, this is another missing link for a lot of women entrepreneurs, a lot of heart-centered entrepreneurs, because it can feel scary to make the ask. It can feel scary if you're worried you're going to get denied or told no. So a lot of times I see entrepreneurs who spend so much time on their nurture but they forget to actually extend the invitation. They forget to actually follow up and make the offer. Okay, so we have to make sure we're actually inviting people and helping them see what the next step is. And the fifth part of the process here is delight. And this is possibly my favorite stage because at this stage, it's all about delivering on the product program or service that they've bought from you, making sure that they have an amazing experience, making sure that they stick to your business and they stick to the product program or service, making sure that they get great results, which leads to rave reviews, referrals and repeat business. When you get to this point, you really want to continue treating it like this is just as important as your marketing because it's seven times easier to keep an existing client than to go find a new one. And it can open up an entirely new revenue stream just by simply working with the same clients again and again. So, Each part of this journey, each part of this marketing strategy, these aren't optional. Like this isn't you get to pick and choose what you feel like doing. If you skip over the first three stages and you just go straight to the sales pitch, then you will find that you have to sell and you have to sell hard in order to make it work. And often people just won't like it. (laughs) People don't like being sold to. They don't like being sold in a really hardcore pressured way even those that focus on driving people straight to a sales page, they will still start that sales page with some educational content in order to accelerate their potential buyer through the first three stages of the customer journey. Or in the case of like the Vitamix rep at Costco, they deliver value upfront with their demo and the taste test before they make the sales pitch. But more often I spend... A lot of time helping entrepreneurs who get stuck in the give, give, give without asking for their potential clients to the next step. They keep providing amazing education, they keep providing amazing content, amazing information, but they don't ask. They are not giving clear next steps towards how you can actually work with them. They might attempt to extend an invitation. But often it's so passive, it's so soft and subtle that their clients just kind of don't even pay attention. They overlook it. And then I see the entrepreneur who becomes so frustrated with the lack of results that they give up after the first sales email was sent or after the first call was finished and nobody took action right away and they don't follow up. So we want to make sure if we're going through this customer journey that we have each of these pieces of the puzzle in place in our marketing, and we want to make sure if it's a sales problem, is there a clear invitation? Do our potential clients know exactly what the next step is? Do they know exactly how they can work with us? Have you clearly and directly told them, not just hidden it in the PS in the bottom of an email, but dedicated several emails to talking about the thing that you have, making sure that you really made an effort to make sure they don't miss this opportunity to work with you.